Hello and welcome to the PK Soccer Youth Coaching Podcast with me, Paul Kelshaw. During this time, I will be discussing many topics surrounding the youth game and what people like myself are doing to improve the standards of coaching, player development, spectator understanding and personal growth, especially here in the US. I'll be giving my opinion as well as talking to friends, colleagues, past and present, who have had a positive impact on my own personal coaching development but whom I also believe are having a positive impact in the game today. This week, I am joined by my friend Wayne Fortino. Wayne is the girls' ODP coach for Eastern New York South and president of Quest Sports Travel. I wanted to sit down with Wayne and get a better understanding of his 25-plus year involvement in youth soccer on and off the field and how his experience and professional relationships he has made are helping athletes and coaches in the game today. Hi Wayne, and thanks for joining me this morning to talk to me. If you could give us a brief history of your playing and coaching and, and reason for coaching. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. I, uh, well, I came to America, date myself a little bit, in 96. Uh, Before that, obviously I did what most English lads do, which is play back home and don't, uh, don't progress to too much on the soccer front. Uh, went in to do a phys ed degree, uh, came to America coaching in the summers, was lucky enough to get a full-time job um, coaching, I was 96, with Naga Soccer back in the day, and then uh, from there I did a bit of college coaching, uh, club coaching, ODP coaching, um, still coach a little bit, and uh, I now have a travel company, it's a business I run. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, out of our friends group, you're really the seen as you're like the leader of our friends group, uh, mainly based on seniority, and that's been one thing that I have noticed among the years. I was maybe not the youngest in age, but of the friend group, was one of the the last ones to to join that that like Nogger group that we that still keep in contact, and I've been very appreciative of how you like to help people and. You're always good for a chat and to, to give advice. And that's the main reason I wanted to speak to you today. So you just briefly spoke then. One thing I knew about you that I never really had a chance to talk to you about was when you were the assistant coach at St. John's. Could you, I know it's a while ago, but could you give us some information how you got involved in that and go from there? Yeah, it was, uh, it's the Nogger connection. Everything kind of tracks back to, to Nogger. Um, uh, by the way, once I was a leader of the lads, I'm, I'm just kind of the, the oldest one who kind of uh, likes to rekindle my youth through living your stories. Uh, so, yeah, um, the St. John's time was great. Um, uh, Ian Stone, who's still there now, a great job of the programme. He um, was a Nogger guy, so I went there to, uh, to be a volunteer assistant first as most people do um, in the college world, be a volunteer, get involved that way, and then was able to take a full-time job there. So it was great, good times. So was that you? Was that a full-time thing, or you did it along with the with your Noga club coaching? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was listening to your podcast about, with, with Tal and 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 uh, Michael Todd. Both were saying about how when they you know do the things that they do and they love coaching. It's um, you have to kind of sacrifice a little bit. So, like those guys, I was 
doing travel coaching, you know, uh, intramural coaching, select coaching, and then uh, heading to St. John's, doing some stuff there, recruiting. It was a little bit different college coaching then as it is now in the sense that you the recruiting calendar is now pretty much year round for college coaches. Whereas back then there was probably four or five specific events that you would attend and uh, you could recruit players from those events. So it's different. But I'm sure with being on the recruiting side for, for working for, for Noga, you know, you're traveling from state to state. You, you got to know a, a lot of people, make some good contacts. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, as people who know me uh, know, I'm quite happy to have a chat. So uh, having a short podcast is not something that can happen with me normally, but I'll do my best. It, 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 yeah, meeting people is, I love meeting new people, having a chat. Um, I wouldn't have my business that I have right now with Quest Sports Travel without having the college contacts that I met on the recruiting trail back in the day with St. John's. So when you're sitting around watching games, evaluating talent, and trying to um, recruit players. Um, you have a lot of downtime between games, so you're talking to your colleagues in the various coaching roles. A lot of them have gone on to head coaching jobs now, and um, those people are still keeping in contact with, and those are the people that I do international tours for. So, um, yeah, it's good to, to chat. And be so once you tra- transitioned out of being a full-time soccer coach into setting up your, your Quest Sport travel business, could you... Talk about how that came, why you wanted to do that. Um, yeah, I, I, I did uh, a few tours um, when I was at Noga back in the day, back to uh, England, playing the Merseyside Festival, it was called back in the day. Um, really enjoyed the travel and the uh, and the soccer side of it. Also allowed me to get home, see my family. Um, also got me out of a couple of community camps that uh, Noga were doing at the time, so... Uh, get out in the middle of the summer, give you a bit of a break. So um, I, I kind of worked for another travel company. Uh, my old boss was um, a little bit shady, to say the least. So uh, people were saying, hey, do you want, can you help organise our trip? Can you do our trip? And I'd be like, well, the boss um, may end up stiffing you for money somehow along the line. So why not set it up myself? So we set up the, the tours ourselves, um, got contacts overseas, and then it kind of evolved from there. I've been doing it for 12 years now. One thing I've known, so since I've I've known you, you've always been willing to help people, even if it, it, it's a phone call or I even remember first time I coached with you, it was very recreational instrumental session. You were filling in for I think you were filling in for Tal while I think he was on unwell at the time. And I've known that you've filled in for other programs I saw recently. You're even doing a guest session for a Hewlett team. Why do you like helping people? Um, I think it's good to to stay connected to the, the coaching game. My, my my best development as a coach, um, obviously working with great people like um, you know Ian at St John's and Gary Book and, and Tim and uh, Tim Bradbury, um, have helped me coaching. But my my best kind of times coaching were sitting around the Nogger office with all the lads discussing you know trainings that you're going to do that week or that night and it was a great professional development and obviously if you go on to coaching courses and licenses that's one way of getting better 
but staying current with people that are coaching, you know, full time um, keeps you keeps you relevant. So I, I feel like for me, you know, working as Quest Sports Travel, it's great to to do that side of it and the business side of it from there. But being able to get out and coach with your peers and learn what's going on and keep up to date with it is important. So doing guest sessions allows me to kind of stay current and talk to people. It forces me to talk to people about what did you do in the previous sessions? How can I make it better? Now, another one of the reasons that I wanted to sit down and talk to you was your involvement over the years in the Select and the ODP program. Could you, for people that aren't too familiar with the programs, could you give us a little bit of a history of your involvement in it and and what you're currently doing with the program? Yeah, so obviously the soccer landscape's changed uh, over the years. Um, I've, I initially started coaching um, Long Island Junior Select, which is now called PDP. Um, I worked in that program for a while. And then uh, I was able, through a friend of mine, Tom Hayes, who is actually a regional Region 1 staff coach now, uh, he was coaching in Select and was asked to uh, step in and be involved in Eastern New York State program. They asked me to join him as a assistant DOC, and um, I went over and started coaching state. Um, back in the day, Eastern New York State was kind of the pinnacle program for all soccer players to play in. Um, it's still very well received and very well regarded, and it's kind of one of the best player pathways through to the national team. So the structure for that would be you play your local select programs, uh, if you're good enough, you you or, or you're playing well and you're identified, you move into the state ODP program. Um, Eastern New York State is one of those, and then if you're identified at some of their events, you progress through to, to becoming on the regional pool, and then you do some training as the regional pool, and then from the regional pool, you play against the other four regions in the country. So there's regions one, two, three, and four. Um, you compete. And then the best players are identified from those four regions to make the national pool. So it was always the player pathway. And probably I think the stat was like 99% of players that played in the national team on the women's side went through ODP. It's changed a little bit now with ECNL and the DA program and, and, and other avenues, ID2 avenues into it. But it's still um, the easiest, most straightforward pathway. So it's still full of good players good coaches, and it's a, it's a good opportunity for players. So have you always been involved on the girls' side, or has it been the boys as well? Yeah, no, I've always um, tended to, to coach on the, on the girls' side. Um, um, I'm not so sure about the boys' pathway. It's obviously similar, um, different setup on the boys' side and the girls' side, but ODP was always a, the, the easiest, smoothest pathway. So when you, when you first came here, to the US to coach. Had you coached girls before? Um, just uh, a little bit. Um, as I did a phys ed teaching degree in England at uh, Borough Road in London, and um, that, when we used to do teaching, we used to, to coach and teach girls soccer back in England, um, which obviously has evolved tremendously since then. Right. Um, but uh, no, my, my, my kind of, First experience coaching girls was was in the US and the summer camps and and stuff, which is interesting. So now with with your ODP coaching, could you explain what the training load is like? What kind of what part of the countries you're going to play? Um, 
Yeah. Um, well, ODP trains every Monday, uh, and that's kind of traditionally been the um, free night for ODP over the years. Um, obviously, it's not ideal in the greater scheme of things because you, you talk about player welfare and, you know, they're training three times with the club team and playing games on the weekends and you're doing ODP on a Monday. It can be a little bit much, so you have to balance it. And I've always been somebody who's tried to to manage the workload of the players that come in to me on a Monday. So if they've had three games over the weekend at a tournament, you have to be cognizant of that. You only get a 10, maybe 12 week training program to, to turn a squad of 25, 26 players into a squad of 18 that's going to compete at a regional um, tournament. And it, yes, they're competing for something because there is a regional tournament. You win that, you can go to a national tournament at 15 and 16 um, but it's essentially an ID program it's an identification program so you want to, the kids to put their best foot forward so you want them to be training and playing well together but that's difficult to balance it because you're training them when they're tired or coming off of club stuff so it's a it's a tough ask for the kids honestly and so and it's tough to manage the, the sessions in, in the right way so you, you need good support and you need good um, lesson plans and structure from above, which we're fortunate to have that with, with ODP, some great staff. So with um, so we've talked about your involvement with the St. John's Women as an assistant, which you're somewhat in contact for a short period of time. I've known you on the field from, you know, doing guest sessions for my club or for guest sessions with me when I was a younger coach. I know that you've helped out some other people with um, with younger children and getting involved on the coaching side now that your your own children are starting to play. And then you were just explaining then about how you might not have as much contact as you would like with those ODP kids. How do you make an impact? And I've seen that you do make an impact. How You seem to have um, a lot of success of making an impact in such a short period of time. Is there anything that you would put that down to? Um, I think coaching is about personality um, and and being positive. So I feel like when, my thing when ODP kids come in for me, because they play for all different clubs, um, the challenge for me was, right, how do I get these kids to understand that they're part of something bigger than just their own little club world. So when they come in, they join in and they participate. So I always explain to them, look, this is something that you, for, for us all to be successful, you all have to buy into it. So it's part of being a team. You've got to um, understand that, yeah, you might have friends who are on the team or from your club team that you understand their playing side of it. What about learning about other people's playing side of it? And I kind of equate it to life. So you're going to go into college program where you don't know those players you've got to learn about them and understand them so that you can be successful same thing you're going to get a job one day you're going to go into a business you're going to be there your immediate boss might be a total pain in the backside but you've got to learn to work with that person for the betterment of yourself and, and your company or whatever so I just think it's part of um, making more well-rounded people and Tal had done your, your podcast before and, and he'd spoke about um coaching the whole person and, and and I think that's probably um right alongside where I am. I feel that's important. Most coaches, especially when you're working for, you know, with the, the youth ages, 
you're, you know, you're working six, seven day schedule, running around on the field, working evenings and weekends. We all, we're all looking at the bigger picture and trying to reduce our time on the field and do something like what you've done. And we can still enjoy coaching. We can still treat it as a profession, but it's not our, it's not something we're relying on financially. So we could spend, you know, more time with our families you know, making the school events and such forth. Could you explain about your your new adventure? We we briefly spoke about your travel company that had helped. The, you know the different types of programs and and the college players and the high school players. Um, could you talk about what we were talking about before? Yeah. So um, yeah, I agree. I feel like probably most of us that coach, you're probably better off. Coaching when you it's your choice to coach as opposed to you you're forced to do four hours or whatever you, you you're much better when you can kind of pick and choose when you coach you're much more into it and more um, passionate about it um, yeah I was able to turn my, my love of coaching and soccer into a couple of businesses so Quest Sports Travel yeah um, like I said that allows me to get home see the family uh, give kids and parents and soccer people the opportunity to travel um, through soccer and, and 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 see different parts of the world. Um, but a new thing I'm, I'm working on at the minute, which is a, a company called Recruiting IQ. Um, it's kind of the initial stages where just using my experiences in soccer from ODP, club coaching, college coaching particularly, um, and all of my contacts in the college world. Um, like I said, I basically spend all day, every day calling college coaches, talking about international travel, talking about players that uh, I'm familiar with or coaches that I know that I can put them in contact with with regard to players to help better their programs. So um, I'm doing it the other way a little bit now where I'm talking to families and players about the recruiting process and about how to kind of navigate it. It's um, can be a little bit daunting, I think, for people who don't really understand the whole recruiting process and how it would work. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, to obviously have a, a good feeling for how that you know the system works and also I have enough contacts where I'm able if I don't know the answer specifically then I can talk to someone about it get the right answer and get the right information and rather than be kind of like generic like some of the the companies out there that just take your information put it in a computer program and then send it out to the 20 best fit schools my theory is that um if you can kind of communicate talk a little bit get to understand the person going back to what we were saying before um, you get a feel for what they they want. I also know what the coaches would want from their side of it in terms of the level of player and the type of person they're looking for, and then I can help people match that up. So uh, that's something that could um, take up a little bit of time, but it allows me to kind of do that in the off time, which allows me to kind of go and see my son and my daughter play soccer and enjoy all that sort of stuff and baseball yeah, and all those other things. Yeah, but but generally... From our discussions, everything that you're doing, it's all about helping players, giving them positive experience, exposing them to the best environments you know, possible for them, which is something that we can all take from, something that as coaches, as people involved in the soccer world, doing our best, just being approachable, wanting to help people make such a huge difference. 
really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. For the people that have been listening, if they would like to contact you about the stuff we've talked to today, what's the best way that they can contact you? Um, yeah, I'm happy to chat, obviously, but if someone wants to reach out, probably email is the best way. Um, simple one, it's questsportstravel at me.com. So questsportstravel at me.com. And I'll include that in the write-up of the uh, podcast. Once again, thank you, Wayne, for your time. I really appreciate it. We learned a lot today. And just once again, thanks for your time. I really thank Wayne for taking the time to talk with me today. It's evident from listening to Wayne that he has a real passion for helping young people exceed in their soccer adventures. Wayne is always good for a chat and happy to help. One thing I learned from this conversation is how important it is to share our experiences with our athletes and fellow coaches. There is more to coaching than just time on the field. Professional relationships we build throughout our careers can only have a positive impact on our own personal development, but also the players, coaches and organisations we work with. Thank you for listening to the PK Soccer Podcast. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter, at Paul Kelshaw, Instagram, at Paul Kelshaw, like my Facebook page, at PK Soccer Inc., or send an email Paul Kelshaw at pksoccer.org. I would also be grateful if you could give the podcast a review and a rating and share with your fellow coaches and friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.